Talk, man. Hey, guys. It's just a fight. Hey, what's going on, guys? Here at the Swamp. Get ready to beat LSU. Y'all tune in to the Rule Number One podcast on Monday. Yeah! Episode 41, rocking and rolling. This week's guest comes from outside this country, partner. Yeah, dude. We're so excited, and uh, we're actually recording this from... The Bahamas, man. Yes. And uh, we have a very special guest this week. It's somebody that is a good friend of ours. Um, we played ball with, and he's that character, very self-driven person. Um, we have Rio Russell on this week. He is an athletic trainer, um, or excuse me, a personal trainer, as well as nutritionist. Um, so welcome in, Rio. What's up, my boys? Thanks <laughs> for having me. For the- yeah, man, we're stoked to have you on, Rio. You, you were always a guy that... You know, around the field was always in a good attitude. You're always pushing people to get better. So it's, you know, no wonder that you've gone into, you know, personal training and nutritionists and helping people better themselves. You know, each week we always ask our guests at the top of the episode what their number one rule is to live by. And I'm very curious to hear yours, especially with your profession. Okay, so I'm a spiritual person, so I always got to, you know, be guided by God. but from a from a standpoint in my opinion with anything you want to do so your life is just about being consistent um and you can take that from a sports standpoint where the difference between a high schooler and a major league player a major league player is just the most consistent at the end the best at what he do being consistent i like that man that's that's really strong you know i see this graph all the time i don't know why it pops up in my social media but it's like this circle right of green um lines right around this ball and it says this is consistency green lines and it says the other one's motivation motivation is the one where you know it's scattered all over the place one day you're motivated to do this one day you're motivated to do that rio when you're talking about consistency what's kind of helped you develop that characteristic and has made that your number one rule to live by So I've grown up, I guess, pretty disciplined, but it's just not being gratified or just looking at or thinking you'll just be, you become better within a day or within doing one thing right now. You have to look at it as a process. Everything is a process. Nothing will come fast and anything that good or anything beneficial will always take time. So I think that's kind of like how I look at it. Yeah, definitely. I uh, <clears throat> I saw a quote one time, and basically it said, um, like, everybody can be motivated. You know, you have your days, you wake up in the morning and be like, man, like, I want to go get stuff done. Like, I got a to-do list, and you go, you know, you go get after it. But the difference between, like, the, uh, the everyday person, the average Joe, that's, like, motivated to go do something – and the successful person is discipline. And so people say, um, like, the difference between motivation and discipline is whenever you don't feel like doing something, you still go and do it. And so the disciplined person wakes up every single day and will look at themselves in the mirror, whether they feel like it or not, and be like, okay, let's go get after it. Like, I don't care if I don't feel like it. I don't care if I'm tired. I don't care if I'm sore. I don't care whatever. I'm going to go strive for my dreams. I'm going to go hit the gym. I'm going to go, you know, 
edit pictures or edit videos on my computer. I like, I'm going to go above and beyond every single day. Doesn't matter how tired I am. Doesn't matter what people say. Doesn't matter whatever. I'm going to go get to this point. Here's my goal. And I'm going to hit every single step towards it. Don't care what people say. Don't care how I feel. And that's my end goal. And that's what I'm going to go pursue. I don't totally agree. That's what you have to do with anything you do. Sorry, Rio, go ahead. I mean, nah, I'll go after you, bro. This is your show. Y'all, y'all boys running the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Listen. No, we want to hear your perspective. Definitely. Absolutely. We tell all of our guests that you guys talk more than we do. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was just wanted to go over like what my boy Smother said. Like, bro, I can't tell you how many times it's like you just want to like not do something. It's like it's so much easier to just say like to quit. The easiest thing to do is quit or like just say okay i'll do it tomorrow but like life ain't no one knows if we can be here tomorrow so bro just do whatever you can do today even if you can if, even if you feel like you can't go 100 percent, just give what you can give right now and now add up everything will add up and keep adding up even if i only give 50 percent today tomorrow maybe i could give 80 but everything's gonna add up consistency building, man. yes consistently definitely. building definitely a uh and another thing like for me man because like my job it's tough like i'm out in the sun every single day i bust my back and there's times where like i'll look at different occupations like you know that seems you know that seems better you know maybe i can make more money or maybe whatever and so when i look at my job it's like dang like i could quit right now but at the same time like i saw different quotes where it basically says there's opportunities in this life and whenever I have a son and basically the guy was saying he was a motivational speaker talking to a football team and he said basically whenever you have a son and he wants to quit something he goes how are you going to hold yourself to a standard how are you going to save me like no you need to persevere you need to push through that if you quit and so it's not just you it's not just you quitting on yourself it's not you just being like oh I'm tired or whatever I'm taking the easy way out it dictates basically your persona for the rest of your life and so if you quit once then you'll you'll be able to quit again it's because it's that much easier and then once one day you have kids or grandkids or whatever then then it's almost like you're a hypocrite and it's like okay you want to hold them to a standard but it's like oh well you you quit that or you 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 didn't persevere through that so you got to always i'm a big person on you have to hold yourself to a standard and don't ever sway from that standard. And yeah, we're all human. We all fail sometimes. But if you push above and beyond and persevere through some of that stuff, sometimes it works out for you, even though you don't even realize it's going to. Absolutely. And pushing yourself is hard. Rio, you have you know, one of the world's kind of most unique jobs, I feel like. You are personally pushing people to be uncomfortable so they better themselves. Like, how hard is that? to actually go in day in and day out and do that as your nine to five job? Well, I definitely don't look at it as a nine to five. I feel like this is like a 24 seven. Yeah. Um, uh, I enjoy it because I feel like I like to tell, like to show people like you have way more on the tank than you think. And a lot of people, they always, they never believe that until you show them. So it's like, though I helping them in the gym, and I showing them on this, like, say, for example, hey, we're doing some sports, so we're going to go to 10. And then they get to 10. Mentally, they're already kind of setting that stuff up to stop. And they say, okay, I just got to go to 10. And I'd be like, hey, two more. 
And they'd be like, what? I got to do two? But they don't believe it. And then when they do the two, they realize, okay, I could have done it. So it's like, I just like to push people and show them. You can use this even in the real world. You, every time you think like you have to stop, you don't really have to stop. It's just like a safety mechanism, I think, like in your brain. Yeah, dude, that's a hundred, like, that's instinct, right? That's, yeah. that's like instinct. Uh-huh. Yes, that's like, in your head, you mentally stop when you get uncomfortable and being able to push past that and having a voice. Man, I'm thinking about hiring Rio here to be my personal trainer. Call me once a day. <laughs> hey, man, go work out or something. But you, you said it's 24-7. Can you, like, elaborate on that a little bit more? Are you, like, helping people out around the clock or is it more just like the business is 24-7? Uh, so I guess both ways is like, obviously I'm thinking about it. Like I'm always trying to think of like how to be more efficient. So it's like, it's always on my mind, but then I also give people the opportunity to always hit me up. So, um, yeah, like my contacts are always open for people to hit me up anytime. So that's why I say it's like 24 seven. That's a true businessman right there, bud. He's uh, open to talk about making money anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, sure. Rio, honestly, let's go back a little bit. I want to know, like, what kind of sparked this? Um, you know, with all of the ath- athletic training, we talked about, um, <clears throat> you know, you played baseball with us. What kind of brought you into this whole, you know, career base? So... I'd say truthfully, I never, I never thought of myself as being a trainer. I never didn't. I never thought about that. The real goal was it was to become a baseball player. Uh, that was like a dream of me and my cousins uh, who plays for the Nationals. And obviously, every day I went out, I put my all into it. So at the end, when I realized that that wasn't it, wasn't going to come true, or it was like I didn't have any guilt or any regret. But I also always trained with my cousin, trained with my friends, and it just came natural for me. The like things just clicked, and I just always was interested in like the body and like how it works. So even my even my uh, my bachelor degrees is in biology. So it's like I always was intrigued with anatomy and stuff like that. So now I kind of work with people around the country or like in uh, in the bahamas some people in the u.s but uh i initially did it to kind of just help my cousin because that was always a dream for me to me and him to work together so that's kind of really how it started and my friend pushed me to do it really honestly that's so cool man because like the unexpected always turns out most of the time in my opinion to lead to good things you know a year ago when me and Nate looked at each other and said, we're going to start a podcast. Um, we didn't know what the hell we were going to do. We didn't know what the hell we were going to talk about. We didn't even know what we were going to call the damn thing. And, you know, we kind of started blindly, right? We didn't really know how to guide the conversations. We really didn't know what was going on. But unexpectedly, we found our niche. We found what we like to talk about. We found key conversation points that people like to listen to. And, and like, it's very, very you know, inspiring for people to go try something and not know what the outcome might be and for it to be successful for other people to try things that, you know, they're not comfortable doing either. You know, you can inspire people to go be uncomfortable just like you were and say, oh, look how great this turned out. We have a good podcast or look how great Rio's 
you know, unexpected adventure turned out. He's a gym owner now. Like it's 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 crazy what you could do if you just take a risk. Yeah, for sure. Um, even with it, like I think it was a big thing. Um, once these athletes, we talked about it last episode with uh, Jacob. Um, once these athletes get out of college or get out of their sport, they finally realize they have all these different interests, mm-hmm. and so it's like, okay, well, I don't have a sport that I that takes up a lot of my time. Let's go poke around with this, um, Rio. Like I know you are a big gym head whenever you were in college um do you chiseled think, by yeah, the way, yeah chiseled gentlemen rio, rio was always we used to actually so this will bring up this story um we had a we had this thing called the challenge um every single fall as soon as we came back to uh from summer break we'd come back and play baseball obviously and to be able to start fall practice we had this challenge and so we had all these different events and you had to make a certain time for instance a mile or you had to make a certain amount of pull-ups you had to do a certain amount of pounds on deadlift or whatever you had all these deals and so Rio would come back i mean and Y'all will see uh, Rio's Instagram page at the end of the episode. We'll shout out all his Instagram page and everything. Rio's jacked, and so he'll come in and he'll, he'd run this mile. Shoot, shoot. He's yeah, back, quick. back. He'd he'd hop on the pull up bar. I mean, he'll knock out like thirty five, forty, like it's nothing. He'd be like, okay, it'd be like two days, and he's done with the challenge. Yeah, he's got and his glove. It, like, he's out there throwing. Yeah, by he's himself. like, all right, all right, I'm done. I'm good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so, man, do you think? Do you think that kind of like physical fitness? You know, you saying um, you wanted to help your cousin, you being in the gym. Do you think that kind of like swayed you into the uh, the personal training career? Uh, no, honestly, I didn't even like working out. I just went, okay, when I get in the gym, like I work because anything I'm doing, like I try to do it like wholeheartedly. So I didn't like in school, I think I was just, I'm just naturally gifted with all that. So I didn't really like working out, honestly. But when I'm in the gym, I'm gonna do my work. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say now I work out way harder now than I did in school. I wish I could say that about myself. I don't yeah. like to work out and then still look like Rio. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> oh man, I know. Uh, it's funny. I know. Uh, nutrition was still a big thing um, in college, though, because I was always would yeah. be in the cafeteria, and Rio was always, you know, getting yogurt and berries the and most stuff. Beautiful eating, plates. Yeah, eating salad and stuff. Like, yeah, you know, how do you- I definitely did that. I was about to say you're big in nutrition. I want to hear about a little bit about your uh, your, your nutrition background. How'd you get into it, or like, is that part of your culture? Is uh, is does the the Bohemians um, eat very healthy or very natural or what? Uh, they probably eat just like in the U.S. Honestly, they like they like that fried food. They like all that the fast food. But me personally, like in my family, my parents always like like cook food. Like my family just like to cook food, so. I kind of grew up always having a taste for that, like just having cooked food. Um, and then I just, I like to eat, but then <laughs> it's like, I think it go hand in hand. I, it, it just, it just, I don't know. I just like to eat. So, uh, I like good food though. I don't really like fast food. So I guess it kind of go hand in hand. So do you cook a lot? Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, yeah, I, I say I cook, I cook frequent. Do you? I, My favorite I a, thing is breakfast, bro. Not same. I love cooking breakfast. One, it's easy to cook, and two, it's always good. You yeah. can't mess up breakfast. I have a question for you, Rio. Uh, we had a guest on 
while back, her name was Sheena Cardi, and she was from Jamaica, um, and she owns a restaurant here oh, yeah. in Florida now. Um, she started cooking on a charcoal grill at nine years old. Can you like remember like when you started cooking? I'm just curious because like the cultural differences, people here don't start cooking until they starve. Like, let's be real. Like, you don't learn how to cook until you're hungry here. Yeah, I learned how to cook white rice when I was like, I was young. That was like the only thing I could cook and some eggs. But like to say like cook like some real, real bohemian dishes. I ain't reached that level yet. I just be cooking whatever come to my head. I just throw in the pot <laughs> and hopefully it come out good. I don't know. So I I am curious about that bohemian culture. So like you talked about bohemian dishes. What are like some of the, you know, signature bohemian dishes? So, okay. So you might've heard of conch. Since you're in Florida, you probably heard of conch. It's like a shellfish. Yeah, conch. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like a texture of squid but just a little bit tougher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, we really like Kong. We really like seafood in general. Uh, but uh, we sort of like spicy stuff, so-so. Um, but we use like a lot. We like our food really seasoned. Um, we, peas and rice. Jamaicans call it rice and peas. I think peas and rice sound better. But, <laughs> uh, we uh yeah, we just like regular food, baked food, grilled food a lot. Um the new thing is that air fryer, so I think everyone has that in common. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. for real. Um so a lot of people, you know, they go down to the Bahamas, they hit the resorts, they you know, at least American wise, um, they hit the resorts, they do all the like tourist stuff. What's it like living in the Bahamas like as a native? Uh so it's, it's, I mean, Bahamian people do kind of like the, the touristy stuff. Like it's obviously available. So like maybe some days if you get bored, you might go ride jet skis, like that kind of touristy stuff or just get the four wheelers just to go have fun or something like that. But besides that, uh, it's like a pretty slow pace. Um, just like, yeah, it's like pretty slow pace not like leg wheels or nothing like that but uh <laughs> we, we we yeah it's, it's it's fun like people like the beach you don't we don't go to the beach as much as you think but people like the beach and people like the party over there honestly i ain't i don't be partying like that but the humans love to have fun i'm sure living in like what would be like vacation paradise 24 yeah. 7 in my opinion i probably party with everybody that come on the island too shoot yeah for real <laughs> So how would you how would you compare uh the Bahamas to Florida? I I personally never been, so I'm either. kind of like trying to get a uh, a gauge on it. Uh so okay, the, the difference between here and Florida um definitely Florida, I would say okay, let's compare it more like down south. That's like the bigger dynamics. So like Miami area. Mm-hmm. It's way more like fast and like flashy and stuff. Uh, over here, it's a little more like laid back. Um, we have like it's, I think I think like our island's like really colorful. So like even from the houses and stuff like that, like we use all kind of different colors for houses. Bro, you see pink, white, yellow, green, brown. Like it's pretty colorful. Um, uh people like okay so like on the weekends and stuff people just like to go out and 
get like good food, have picnics, uh, clubbing. It's not too different. It's just like it looks a little different, but it's not really too different from like Miami. We're so close. I feel like we kind of do a little bit of the same stuff. I feel like it's a part of Florida. I know a lot of be- yeah, Bahamas like people would like probably hurt me if I said that, but it's like it really is like the cultural, you know. It's almost like another key similarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's when I go down, I'm going to the Keys tomorrow. I'm glad you said that. It reminded me, yeah. but um, it's it is laid back. It is more laid back down there in those parts of the world. You know, people aren't in a hurry. It's it's chill. It's 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 nobody's you know mad most of the time. It's just I will say one it's, thing though. People are laid back, but on the roads, people drive nuts. Crazy. <laughs> and we drive on the left side of the road. Y'all drive on the right. So when people come over here, they're like, bro, what is going on? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all drive a lot of uh, like mopeds or like motorbikes? I know a lot of uh, foreign countries do that. Um. So a lot of young people like uh, like dirt bikes and stuff like that, motorbikes, four-wheelers, a lot of young people ride on. We have a lot of scooters and stuff like that too. But we have a lot of cars. Like, bro, there's too many cars on this little island. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it's like, so this, uh, okay, interesting fact. Nassau is like the smallest island, but has all the people on it. We have like over 700 islands and keys, like 18 of them are inhabited. But, like, Nassau is, like, in the middle, basically, of all of them. So, I think that's why they, it's the capital. But it's, like, bro, everyone's here on this little island. How how uh, how does it compare to the rest of the country's population? Like, if you saw, if you were to say Nassau held this amount of percentage of people that the Bahamas has in total, what would you think it is? It would be, like, 80% oh my is God. in Nassau. Oh, and shit. then, on so... Okay, another another kind of interesting uh, dynamic is there's different, not different cultures, but there's different ways of living in different islands. So, like, Nassau is, like, the city. So, like, it would be, like, people from Miami for Florida. And then you have an area that's more, like, Lake Wales. The outer islands is more, like, Lake, Lake Wales, where it's super slow. Like, all the people live there. They just... Uh, farm and you know, types of stuff mm-hmm. that's cool man i didn't know all about this by the yeah, bahamas sure, yeah. like i literally think of the bahamas as just nassau and you know i forget that there's other islands and other chains how many islands did you say there was for the bahamas there's uh 700 islands and keys but there's like 18 that's actually inhabited and the rest of them is just like little keys little islands stuff like that I didn't even know there was that much. Yeah, I didn't realize that. So, like, for instance, so each island, are those considered y'all's, like, quote-unquote states? Uh, so we, um, it's a call of commonwealth. So y'all have a state, y'all are, like, a republic, but we have a prime minister. So everything is just, it's islands, just, we call them family islands. Mm-hmm. And then Nassau is the capital. That's funny, man. It's so crazy. You know, I haven't, I haven't really thought about this but this is our third international guest yeah like literally like from another country interviewing in a different country right now it's really cool yeah no it's yeah, it's y'all, y'all booming we're trying <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm, we're trying. I'm just taken back by that fact because you know when we have guests on that aren't from the united states that have traveled here it's so it's so like appalling 
how we live compared to them because we take so many things for granted. Yeah. You know, like, and you call it slow living here. I guarantee, like, Lake Wales is a lot faster than the small islands around the Bahamas, and we have a lot more resources and whatnot, and we take it for granted. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I am I am curious, like, talking about, like, imports and stuff like that. Like, whenever y'all, I mean, obviously, you live on the island. You want to be most self-sufficient as you can. But in terms of, like, getting, like, certain things, do y'all just have a ton of, like, boats come into Nassau and, like, deliver, like, imports and, like, goods and stuff? Or, like, how does that work? Yeah, so, unfortunately, like, our a big industry is important a lot of different stuff but the thing is we have so much land that we and resources to just farm and do all that stuff on our own but uh people don't really want to do that type of stuff they want to live more like the u.s because we're so close like they want to live the fast life mm-hmm. instead of like fishing and farming and all that type of stuff so if y'all like to finish fishing and farming come get some land and y'all can make plenty of money Oh, dude, I'm in. Stop it, Rio. <laughs> yeah. Stop it, Rio. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> I'll do the farming. Uh, Brian will do the fishing. And uh, Rio's going to hook us up on a good plot of land in the Bahamas. And get us right. Fish. Get us jacked. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'll be the best looking guy. You know, I'll be jacked. I'll have some farmland. We'll go fishing. Like, dang. Even stop by the uh, the, the gym. So, Rio, do you do you own the gym, or are you a, are you a personal trainer? Do you rent like a slot in there, or how does that work? Um, so yeah, I actually had done, done something like that with a friend in the pandemic. Me, uh, he had a gym, and then I was going to go under him, but because I was traveling, I didn't end up doing it. Um, but I'm looking into um, probably opening like a facility. Like I want to do a baseball facility. So right now. I'm just working under uh, MacFit. MacFit is like the biggest gym in the Bahamas. I work here under them, and then I do my own thing at another gym called Games for Life. Nice. Awesome. Is that the one that you have tagged in your Instagram bio? Uh, So the one tagged in my Instagram bio is my personal website and my company. Okay. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? with me like what do you what oh are yeah you, what for sure doing? for sure for sure um so the website that i have inside my instagram bio that's the company my company is called rf exposure and i have a branch a new branch of consultancy that's a part of that where i want to give student athletes from the from international from the bahamas and i also have a partner at curacao uh, give them the opportunity to play independently or in colleges in the U.S. Oh, that's just something cool. new. That's a branch of it. Um, but it's solely or the first purpose of it was just to um, do my personal training and my nutrition. So, like, if you go on the site, you'll see packages. You'll see some of the food I make, uh, how to prepare them, the times and pictures and stuff like that. Okay, so you have this as kind of like, I don't want to call it your side hustle because, you know, I feel like that's a disrespectful thing. And this is kind of like a side, you know. I mean, he's doing it pretty much full, full time. time. I know, but he's doing it full time. You're working at a gym too, right? Yeah, so I do. I, I mean, I guess everything. They say the new thing is like just having different streams of income. So it's yeah. like 
just try to branch off of and kind of stay in a similar circle, but I'm open to doing a lot of different things. I'm just branching out. Man, that's cool. That's that's entrepreneurship. And especially with, you know, you played at an NAIA school in Florida, in Lake Wells, Florida, and you're from the Bahamas. Let's just talk about that for a second. That is kind of mm-hmm. unbelievable, if you ask me, if a school in Lake Wales, Florida, pulled a kid from the Bahamas. I just think that's, you know, kind of out there. But yeah. you being down there, you can give that opportunity and that info about these kinds of schools to kids who can go play at those schools and get an education down in your area. Man, that's really cool. That's a that's that's a really good idea that you've came up with. How how many have kids have you worked with with this thing? Um, so I just started doing this probably like a month ago. Okay. So I've been in, yeah, I've only done about five and then I have some guys that I'm trying to, um, situate right now. So it's slowly growing. I'm trying to get my name out there. I try to connect with a lot more coaches and schools and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Dude, that's awesome. And I know uh, you. I, I've seen several different things. Uh, the big home run derby that happens in the Bahamas, I've I seen that you had kind of a part in it. I, I know Bo Bichette's been down there. You want to go into a little bit about the home run derby on the water and everything that you uh, you were a part of? For sure. So this is the hat, actually. The Don't Blink. This is our new logo. Uh, it's called Don't Blink. So it's kind of like a big umbrella of different things, I guess, because we have like apparel, then we have the, that event, uh, but we're slowly just growing into different things. Um, but yeah, the Home Run Derby is in December. It's called Home Run in, in Paradise. Uh, basically, we set up a stage and we hit baseballs into the water. People on jet skis go get, collect the balls so we don't damage the, you know, the water and stuff like that. And then it's fun to just like watch everyone having fun. That like the the look and like the setup is just amazing. Like to watch that because you could think of like watching a regular home run derby on the baseball field, which is nice. But like imagine seeing that out, like in the water on the beach. I've seen videos, man, and it is really, really cool. Yeah, it is a really cool thing you guys put on. Yeah, it's uh, my cousin, Lucius Fox, and then Todd Isaacs Jr., uh, who plays uh, for the Crushers in the Panda League, and my cousin who plays for the Nationals. All of us like grew up together, and, you know, just they had a dream, and they made it come true. How, how, how many years has it happened now? It's not, it's not an old event. Like, it's yes. just, it's new. Yeah, this is the fifth year, I believe. This will be the fifth year. That's awesome. Can you give me some of the names that have been in it? Yes, but I say, how did you get Um, Bo Bichette in there? Bro, they just connections. Like my uh, my cousins and them, they cool with like a lot of different players and like the idea to them, like bro, anyone want to come in the Bahamas, even if it was just for vacation. So I'm just saying, hey, y'all could come and participate in a a home run derby on the beach. So like that was just easy to sell. so Bo came, he's good friends uh, with my cousin and Todd. Um, Bo came, Lewis Brinson, a lot of top prospects have been coming. Stacey Sabathia uh, and some other dudes. Curtis Grandison came as well. He, he didn't want to leave him at CC. <laughs> I love Curtis. Of, I love uh, Curtis. 
Yeah. So it's been growing, bro. It's been growing. Thank God for that. I can't. I think like some big leaguers will hop on that man in a couple of years. Like if Definitely. they keep seeing the the attraction that it's getting, it was on ESPN Sports Center not too long ago when yeah. y'all yeah. did it. Yeah, MLB and ESPN. I could see. Uh, I could see Jazz Jazz Chisholm hopping on there. Like Jazz, yeah. that yeah, he's in it. He's in it. Oh, is he really? I I didn't know. Yeah, that. he's in it. I could see Jazz yeah, just so hitting nukes the- left and right. Yeah. He's in it. He's been in this uh, since it started. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Have you yeah. met him yet? Yeah, yeah. We grew up together. That's like we cool. Dang, that's, that's cool. <laughs> what you ca- you know jazz yeah. like that? You know Jazz Chisholm? Yeah. Like I ice cream gut? That's wild. <laughs> That's wild, bro. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, hey, I was on the cover of the MLB the show, dude. He acts it like it, like it's <laughs> yeah. so normal. <laughs> MLB the show, twenty twenty three, and Jazz is on the cover. Rio's like, yeah, that, that's my boy. Like oh, I grew up, dude. I know. Uh, <laughs> see, like I don't act like that. I know Andrew McCutcheon, like personally, like yeah. really good family friends with Andrew McCutcheon. And I was like a kid when it happened, but when he got put on the MLB the show, I was bragging about it to everybody. Like, <laughs> hey, I know this guy. You see this video game? I know this guy. I can't believe you didn't mean to, like mention that earlier to us Rio. that's that's pretty big deal i, I honestly didn't even think about it <laughs> <laughs> did any of those guys yeah, train uh, with you down there uh yeah so uh todd my cousin um um chavez young he's in triple a um he trained with me over the break as well and then just some younger dudes Dude, training in paradise. Yeah. I'm curious, like, how was it growing up, um, like, with jazz? Like, obviously, like, I know you had your own dreams and everything, but I am a little curious. I wanted to poke into that. But, like, you just casually threw that out there. Like, I want to know, like, how is jazz? Like, what, like, what's his personality? Like, how is the guy? Well, he just basically, just how you see him, like, on the field, flashy, you know, just, like, out there. Uh, I think that's that's kind of basically him. So he just be doing what he doing on the regular. Yeah, is he? <laughs> that's, uh, that's, is, that's, is he from the Bahamas? I on, I thought he was from yeah, uh, yeah, Curacao. Yeah, no, 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 no. He's Bahamian. Oh, is he? Okay. That. So that's that's yeah. That's why that's why I said it like so casually. Like I know. Oh, okay. Another happy customer. <laughs> yeah. Just fist bump. <laughs> He's like, stop, bro. <laughs> Who was that? Aaron Judge, too? Just dropping names like that. <laughs> Man, uh, real. I, I guess I just don't. I, don't, I guess I just be thinking of it just so casually. I don't know. I love it. I love it. We need, uh, we need to get down there this December to go see this derby. We'll do a live yeah, pod there. Cool. Bro, y'all definitely, if y'all, if y'all can, I'll definitely look up for y'all. You get us a table, like, on the beach, they're hitting home run balls, we'll be there. Yeah. I will be there. We'll we'll do a whole Bro, pod. I'll, 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 for sure, I'll definitely do that. Y'all yeah. just let me know when y'all coming in. Heck yeah. Oh, bet. Bet. Heck yeah. So are you, uh, you going to throw some BP or what? Are you? Yeah, hit? I usually, I'm usually, I usually throw BP. I didn't get to throw this past year, but the last, every single one before this, I threw BP. And that's cool. That's so cool. Like thinking about that. I only throw to my, only throw to my cousin though. When uh, when you're in, like, when you're doing this event, are you like throwing like a 
floatable mound or is it like stabilized on the beach? Because I can't remember where they So um, we set it up in the sun. So everything's off the sun. And then it's like a stable stage. And then you hit. So everyone basically, if you look at it like as a baseball field, you know how we have the stands like kind of behind it. Yeah. And then it's kind of set up kind of like that. So the people are behind and then they could just see everything out into the water. And that's so cool. That's a great idea too, man. Yeah, I'm that's so a jealous. fantastic idea. Yeah. That's such a cool experience. And the fact that it's in the Bahamas makes it sell even more because you could do that here in Florida and probably half the people would show up just because it's in Florida, not the Bahamas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We gotta, we gotta be trying to get that trademark. If you can't steal our idea. Yeah, I did. You got real. to, yeah, because somebody real. else is probably working on that somewhere, trying to get it going. But they, yeah, but they just can't do it the same, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's like the humble cockiness. Like, yeah, yeah we do it different down here in the Bahamas, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Shit. I gotta get. I gotta get down there. Me too. I've never been, man. I I really wanted to go. I heard the fishing's great. Rio, what's the fishing like down there, bro? It's I wish I I wish I had a boat because I really want to go fishing. Like you could just catch fish regularly, obviously on the beach and stuff like that. But the things you could catch, like grouper, snapper, uh, marlin, wahoo, all that types of stuff. The fish is like the fish is super good, bro. And I know some of you guys like personally that they take their daddy's boats from like Miami to the Bahamas. Man, I want to do that so bad. Go down there and fish sweet. those waters. Catch a big old marlin, like you said. You ever, y'all ever had barracuda? I've never eaten barracuda. Never no. eaten it, no. Is it good? It's, that's a good fish. Yeah, that's a good fish. The only thing is a lot of people are scared of it. You have to know when to get it. Like a, a, a big test because they eat like anything. They eat mercury. You could get poisoned from it. Mm. But... Yeah, I was about to say, so, like, I, I thought the big thing was like mercury poison. You have to be careful with that. Yeah. So a lot of people are scared of it, but the fish, like, it's so good. You just, if flies, if flies don't go around it, then, you know, don't eat it. That's a pretty simple way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If the flies are scared of it, like. Yeah, <laughs> don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do y'all have like big like fish markets like kind of set up? Like I've been uh, I've been in different areas where like sea towns or whatever where you can walk through and there's all these different stands. Is that kind of like the downtown area or by the beach? Um, no. So like our downtown is like more like a downtown, like a regular downtown. But we have like a straw market. Actually, we have a new straw market literally just opened like maybe a month ago. That's like a big cruise ship port mm-hmm. and it's i haven't seen it yet but i heard it's super nice um so our downtown has like just regular retail stores like designer stuff and then you have like bohemian stuff but the fish markets you have them just everywhere like along the beaches people would just be in the back of their truck selling fish stuff like that um so yeah you always get fresh fish for sure i'm sure I was about to say, that's awesome because like down there, I'm sure like you walk through and like somebody selling fish out of their truck. It's not like they just caught it. Yeah. Like, they it's like, just put like, it on there. I truck. got it right here. You're good. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. I feel yeah. like if, if you pulled up to somebody like, sketchy. yeah, I was about to say somebody, you know, you pull up in Lake Wales or like Polk County or whatever, they're selling fish out of their truck. You're like, 
hard pass. Like I'm good. Like <laughs> right, I'm gonna stay right. away from there. <laughs> but well, Rio, we've talked about the Bahamas. We've talked about kind of you know what you do for work and how you got into it. This next segment of the show we do is called our snap questions. It's, it's kind of you know things that we ask our guests every week. You know to get a little personality out of them. Not necessarily talking about business or talking about what. You know, they're here to talk about, but more than, you know, get them known as a person. I think this first question that we ask is a really cool one because it kind of gives us an idea of what, you know, kind of person you are and what you think you, uh, your goals in life are, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's an eye opener. But Rio, if you could eat dinner with three people dead or alive, who would they be and why? Are you, are you eating three people dead or alive? Well, I need to go to heaven, so I got to eat with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I got to eat with him. But the bread and the fish. Who else would I say need that bread and that fish? That's something simple. Uh, let's see. Someone. Who do I like? That was interesting. Well, he's already uh, going to eat with Jazz like on the regular. Yeah, so so he does, he's not going to put Jazz Chisholm in there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fix want to pick someone who just oh bob body i feel like that'd be a nice talk nice Heck that's yeah. a first and um uh maybe like uh, it's a tough question yeah. it is uh, it is yeah i don't never think of, how do y'all think of that question uh i don't know how uh, did we think of that coming up with that you could you could take a second ooh, uh, and think but i can't remember like how- you say they could be alive too yeah, yeah, they yeah, can yeah. be dead or alive. Yeah, Anybody. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we were just sitting here talking like just me and you like this, and I think I, I asked it. Yeah, honestly, y'all gotta give me, give me like a, give me like a hint. All right, <laughs> so person. give me anybody. So, like, I'll give you like thought provoking. So, we've had, for instance, we've had presidents, we've had uh, athletes, we've had family members, we've had uh, serial killers. Yeah, we've dictators. had yeah dictators. We've had all different kinds of stuff. People that are like they're curious, honestly. Like, we've had uh, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. We've had Putin. We've had people like yeah, that. Elon crazy. Musk, like crazy, like. See? Yeah, I was thinking Putin for some reason because I'm like, bro, what in your mind tells you that that's right? So <laughs> I wouldn't, I think I would have, yeah, let's go with Putin. Man, that's crazy. That's two Putins. And yeah. like within a month span. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, and we tell our guests all the time it's like, we don't like shame anybody. No, be no. like, oh, like, oh, whatever. Like, obviously, it might take us back a little bit and be like, when we heard Jeffrey Epstein or we had, or we heard Putin or whatever, something like that, we were like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can understand where you're coming from for sure. Um, but it's, it, it's a cool question because we can, it's, it's a thought provoking. So just your personality. Yeah. yeah. And be like, I really want to know about this. Like why, why would you run Russia like this? Yeah. Or, you know, for instance with Epstein, like, Oh, you know what? I said the wrong person. It is Putin and in, in, in thing right now. Who is the dude who did the Holocaust? Hitler. 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 Hitler yeah, I gotta talk to that dude. That's definitely and first. Figure, why? First. Why the heck he thought that was cool? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's unreal, honestly. And I, 
it's it's crazy because um all of that 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 was going on and like how he persecuted all those people it just it, it blows my mind how somebody could like legitimately like yeah and i was i was talking to brian and it's crazy how these people can influence that many people in the world and so like i honestly do want to have a conversation with like hitler or putin or like all these people and be like okay how can you sit down here and influence all these people in a negative way i want to know how you did it but i want to know how to implement that into my life and influence people in a positive way It's because if you can somehow get all those people to follow you in a terrible situation, how can I turn that around and figure that out and influence people in a positive situation? You know what I mean? That's an interesting three, right? right exactly. No, that's literally exactly what it is. It's like he used it for the wrong reason. Like, bro, you have a purpose, but everything happens for a reason as well. So it's like, that's why I can never like, I don't know why it happened, but, but I know it happened for a reason, but it's like sick yeah. at the same time. Yeah. One of our guests, uh, John O'Neill, he, uh, he was talking about his personal, uh, testimony talking about his walk with Christ. And he said at one point in his life, he realized he, he was a leader. He was naturally born a leader. He like people just naturally always followed him. And he said, and he hit a point in his life where he goes, I could either lead a lot of people to heaven or I could lead a lot of people to hell. And it was solely based on the decision I made. And so it didn't matter what, you know, other people were doing, people were going to follow him. So the decisions that he personally made was going to influence everybody that were following him. And I feel like that's kind of a cool perspective to have and be like, okay, if you're born a natural leader, you can make these decisions. And these decisions don't necessarily affect just you. It affects everybody around you. Yeah. For sure. Everything you do affect people around you, even when you don't even think there's someone who sees something that you're doing. That's or a- even like if you don't if you, if you don't even think someone sees something, but you everything you do from a standpoint of hey, I'm gonna start I'm gonna I'm gonna work hard, you building that self building that within yourself to make that a genuine a genuine thing a part of you, right? So even though someone might not see it it will still come out. So then it will still end up influencing someone, influencing someone. Maybe it's your kids or like, that's how I think about it. So it's like, I'm, I'm a really like conscious person on what I like, what I'm doing. Like, does it make sense to do this? Is it right? Yeah, definitely. Um, Rio, we asked this question and I think this is really cool. And I came up with it several weeks back and it came from a lot of self-reflection, but I, I am curious to, along the lines with what you were saying. Um, if you were to die tomorrow, what would you want your legacy to be known as? I want my legacy to be known as I treat people like how I wanted to be treated. Like I treat them with love. I treat them with like genuineness, realness. And I hopefully I help everyone instead of, I didn't hinder anyone. Like I hope I help better people's lives and help them to, to become better in their spiritual life, like following Jesus, all that types of stuff. Like that's my biggest goal, like just to impact people's lives, like in the best way. 
I think you're in a really good profession to do that, partner. I really do because you you get people who one are you know overweight and are not confident and you know need to make a change and you help them. You help people make a change to better themselves in that profession, or you help people develop discipline by just coming to the gym to work out with you, or you help people develop a sense of being able to adapt and being uncomfortable when they're in the middle of the workout and you tell them to do more reps and you're realizing and helping them push. You know, I think, I think you're on the right track partner with everything that you just said. I think people are already thinking that about you. And the more, um, you know, further you get into this adventure of athletic training and, you know, nutrition and teaching people, I think that's going to be the legacy you leave behind exactly what you're saying. I don't think you have to worry about that one, bud. I think it, it'll come natural. I sure, I sure hope so. <laughs> For sure, Rio. Well, I definitely appreciate having you on, man. We had a uh, we had a great time. We've got to know a lot about uh, another country. We got to be able to know a little bit of inside of you, what you do day to day, man. Do you want to shout out your social media so anybody in the states can get in contact with you and you put them in uh, uh, basically a personal routine on uh, nutrition or um, athletic or uh, personal training. For sure. So my Instagram is Body by Russ, or my actual name is Rosario R I Z Z A R I O Russell. So you could type Body by Russ or Rosario Russell. Um, the real Russell on Facebook. Yeah. So y'all can always hit me up on that. Any anything. Uh, my number two four two eight one nine seven two one zero. Um, I'm always open to talking. Like even if I just want to chat, I'm open to that too. Um, and then RF Exposure is my company. Uh, and yeah, so that's really it. Nice. Awesome. And that's bold putting your phone number out yeah, there. Yeah, like I was that. about to say. <laughs> <laughs> but a cool, a cool thing that we do on every uh, episode is we follow back each of our guests. And so if y'all want to follow him, um, obviously just search his username, like he said, or you can go to our following list at Rule One Podcast on Instagram, and you'll see a real wrestle on there. Um, and so without further ado. We uh, follow, like, subscribe, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. That's about it. If you can think of it, we've got it. Yeah, pretty much. Rio, <laughs> man, it's been fun. It's been awesome to learn, you know, about where you're from and what you do and how you got into it. And, you know, I can't believe it took us this long to get you on. I'm so glad we did, man. I just glad y'all had me on, bro. I didn't... I had a good time. It was fun talking to y'all boys, getting catching up a little bit. And I hope y'all y'all get a hundred thousand subscribers soon. <laughs> well, yeah. We're all yeah. praying for that one part. <laughs> <laughs> might 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 need to call in a favor and get down to that home run derby. It might help us out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Y'all calm down, bro. I got your I'm making. I'm already booking the trip. I got Expedia opened up on my laptop. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. All right, Rio. Thank you, man. Appreciate y'all, boys. Have a good one. And thank y'all for listening. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.